Okay, well, hello and welcome to episode number four of our New Testament journey. Super, super excited to be here with you, not least because I've got an upgrade. We've got oh, the yeah. better half of the Thompson <laughs> duo. Uh, Leslie's with us today. Tom's away this week, um, but great to have you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Um, so just tell us, as, as we've not seen you this year, uh, how have you found the New Testament journey? Kind of what was your feelings going into it? Have you had any difficulties? What stood out for you? How's it, how's it going? Well, I was, I was super excited to start the New Testament journey in a year because I've done it before. And I just found it so amazingly fruitful. It just everything started to make sense just because you read through you read through it in sequence, uh, just don't just take bits out and just regular being in the word just helped me feel so close to the Lord. I really was looking forward to it, but I'm not going to lie. There are some days that I've missed. And I know when I've done again in previously, when I've tried to do the whole Bible in a year, if I let that get me down and let, let that stop me, then I get too far behind and it becomes too big an obstacle to get back going again. So because we're reading a chapter a day, Monday to Friday yeah. at the weekends, I can catch up if I have missed some. So that's really helpful. But actually, I've really enjoyed listening to um, New Testament in a year. I'm doing it with one of my sons. We listen at breakfast and I've never done that before. I've usually just read it um, from the paper copy and actually really enjoying hearing it. It just adds a, adds a depth to something different. To the word, it? yeah, and it's really good. In many ways, like throughout the history of the people of God, it has more been read, like rather than us us with a book. That's been like the last five hundred years. But most yeah. of the time, it's been in community, someone standing up to read. Obviously, we've done it digitally, but there is a power in it. So, yeah. just encourage you to to jump in. And how are you finding well, Luke? Luke, I'm really enjoying it. I don't think I've um, I've read Luke before, but I haven't read it in such depth and thought about it quite so much. Um, I think last time I read it, I was skimming through it, mm-hmm. um, and I'd read it after I did Matthew, Mark, and then Luke. Yeah. So that often, I think I skimmed it because I felt like I'd read some of the stories before. So doing it first is really refreshing. I find it really interesting. Luke's voice is is really distinct, and just really appreciating it, learning more about Jesus. Always when I read the Gospels, I just feel so close to Jesus. Yeah. I always just love to go back to a Gospel and like, oh, there he is. Surprises me every time. I feel like I've read this before so many times. How can I still be surprised that something, you know, just about the, the word is living mm. and just the way just challenged and refreshed and Jesus is just amazing. It's so exciting to just li- live with him, but also just read the, that eyewitness account, particularly yeah. Luke is that almost like that eyewitness account, very concerned with detail, very concerned yeah. with this is how it happened and this is mm. um, why and this is who said this. And I find that really interesting. Amazing. Yeah. How about you, Andy? What have you... Well, um, to summarise, especially if you're jumping in, um, some of the big themes that we've seen so far in the first 15 chapters. I mean, you get Christmas, then you get Jesus beginning his ministry, and then kind of the big main chunk, which continues in what we're looking at today, is teaching and miracles, or we've used the language quite a lot of proclaiming the kingdom, Demonstrating the kingdom. Demonstrating the kingdom. So tell and show. So teaching, this is what the kingdom is like. And then demonstrating, this is what it looks like. Sick people get healed. Demonized people get set free. Dead people get raised. Women, Gentiles, the last, the least, the the lost get welcomed in. Kids in celebration. In Children. Children. Yeah. 
So there's proclamation, demonstration, and the bit that makes us wince a little bit in Luke, because it is uncompromising, is there is separation. And one of the things that Jesus wants to do is show that actually you can be on one side or or, or, or the other. And it is surprising who gets in. The sinners and the tax collectors get in before the religious people. Uh, But there is a separation and and a big part of what Luke's trying to do is to make sure that you, the reader, are on the right side of that separation. He wants to win you and woo you to make good choice, to make the best choice you can make to jump in with Jesus and his kingdom. So that's what we've seen so far. And then this week we're looking at Luke 16 to 20, where this continues. We're going to see the same themes again of separation proclamation demonstrating and there's a sense for me this week that the temperature got turned up a little bit jesus gets a little bit more troublesome yeah um some of the teachings like oh my gosh yeah uh it makes me uncomfortable yeah Um, and the reaction to what he was saying at the time um, the temperature begins to go up Mm. so we're not quite there yet but we're going to get into next week when it all comes to a head Um, when those who hate him and hate what he's saying begin to want to kill him. But it's because of some of what he's saying in these chapters. So, Leslie, just give me a give me a highlight. Luke 16. So Luke 16, we have uh, the parable of the shrewd manager and the rich man and Lazarus, both of which are slightly strange, aren't they? Yes. Very interesting. Yeah, then we jump into Luke 17. There's more general teaching. Uh, But in this section, you see um, Jesus heals 10 people with leprosy. And Luke kind of chucks it in as a illustration of what's going on. So it's really interesting the way that Luke orders it, because there's only a couple of miracles in these chapters, but they illustrate the teaching that Jesus is given. And then we get a second uh, miracle in chapter 18. We've got things like teaching about prayer, blessing the children, uh, how hard it is for the rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus predicting his death. And then the second miracle is the blind beggar, where he, um, it, the blind beggar is able to see, physically see, kind of echoing the spiritual seeing that Jesus is trying to. Yeah, you see some people's lights begin to go on. And they're realising who Jesus is, what's going on, and that's reflected in the physical healing it's why luke chucks it in there quite similar to what mark does it's interesting sometimes the gospel writers they they thought about this like john is art you know it's it's really stylized but even the what are called the synoptics matthew mark and luke they they've ordered things carefully it's a little bit different to how we would look at journalism or history doesn't make it less true it just means that they are emphasizing um, it's like they're cutting a documentary. Yeah. That's how that's how, how we would look at it. Editing the material. Yeah. In 19, you get um, Zacchaeus, the story of Zacchaeus, uh, more teaching, uh, very much related to are you ready? And then we're getting right towards the, the crescendo of the gospel. Jesus comes in to Jerusalem uh, and chucks the merchants yeah. out of the temple. Yeah. Shocking, shocking. And in chapter 20, um, his authority is challenged. He's questioned quite a lot. We've got the parable of the, <laughs> parable of the evil farmers, which again is shocking. Um, he talks about his resurrection and whose son is the Messiah. Amazing. So really powerful. Meaty, meaty. Yeah, it's been great to listen to, great to jump in. Leslie, I, I wonder what kind of stood out for you 
this week? I think there's that sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. A lot of what Jesus is talking about in a lot of his stories is about urgency. Are you ready? And I think the separation, I think there's a, there's a real, I don't know, it's just there's so much in it. So just to dial that down a little bit, I think there's a an emotional response of who Jesus is talking to and who he's healing and who he's rebuking mm. the the rebukes and the kind of those in the parables who are not not coming close to God and not doing the things that please God are the ones who should know better should know God and um, who have things who have money who have um comforts in life they're the ones who should know know God and uh, you think mm. and then those who don't the, the the sinners tax collectors those who are poor are the ones who actually respond to to Jesus and respond in the parables in in this section in the way that that is good and intimate and right and I think the emotional response to that is I want to be like that mm. am I like that I want to check myself I feel like a, it's like a mirror these passages were like a mirror put up to me and I was like but who am I like in that passage mm. and and occasionally I have to admit I was like the Pharisees or the tax collectors or the rich people who don't respond well uh, and it really cut me to the quick I was like I want to repent of that mm. I, I don't want to be like that I want to be like those who actually uh, respond to Jesus in the right time frame because I said urgency it's like the response is immediate the, the mm. response is there and then so for example in chapter 17 10 lepers who have a terrible uh, disease of leprosy Jesus heals 10 of them and then they go off this amazing miracle and they go off show themselves to the priests and only one comes back yeah. one comes back to say thank you to Jesus and Jesus said didn't I heal 10 of you were <laughs> and I I literally felt like weeping wow. because I felt like I, I'd like to think I was that one leper yeah. who comes back to say thank you. And I feel like in my heart, sometimes I, I've been like the others who've just, Jesus done this amazing thing for me and I've just gone on my way, my merry way. And I thought, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. I want to, you know, respond in the moment. I don't want to like go away and 10 years later, write thank you cards to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that the urgency. I want to come back immediately to Jesus and, say thank you for what you've done and even things like the blind the blind beggar the urgency of he's sitting by the side of the road in chapter 18 and he can he can't see you know he's begging and and jesus is coming past he's asking the crowd who what's going on what's what is this and they say it's jesus jesus comes shouting immediately like jesus jesus Mm -hmm. nazareth come and come and heal me and that that urgency like I, i i've heard of jesus i want him now I, I need, you know, I need this. And Jesus responds to that. Whereas others would, you know, and with the children, everyone's like, no, 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 don't bother Jesus. Just, you know, mm. stay back, take your time. And those who really want Jesus, there's that urgency. They come, they come to him. And I I want to, res- I was really challenged by that in, in these passages. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, maybe there was another blind beggar. There were other blind beggars there. They didn't shout. They just sat. Yeah. And this this guy Jesus moves. Needs to come to me. Or this guy just, moves. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a phrase you, you, I, I was thinking of when you were speaking. Um, it's so true about Jesus, and particularly these passages. Um, he he comforts the disturbed, and he disturbs the comfortable. Yeah. 
and yeah. um, like as Christians and in the rich West and as maybe people that have been disciples trying to follow Jesus for a long time, like often we can, we can be in the comfortable um, mm. category, can't we? And that's, that's what you're saying. It's like, oh, these passages are a, they're a push. They're a push. Like, are you ready? Are you responding in the appropriate way? Have you taken things for granted? Are you kind of resting on your laurels, complacent, happy with the status quo? Or are you allowing Jesus to to disturb you and and to get right? Another situation I was thinking of when we're talking about this kind of urgency that maybe Jesus wants to bring. Do, do you remember the time at the at the start of lockdown, wasn't it, with the panic yeah. buying? Yeah. <laughs> Of course, I remember that, Andy. Did you did you indulge in any panic buying in Thompson household, Leslie? Did you guys stop? Do you know what I didn't? I was really stubborn. I was like, um, I'm not going to panic buy. I'm not going to. And one of the main things was toilet rolls. Yeah, we, we had a big thing on I was toilet trying to remember. Rolls, it, was, it was toilet rolls, yeah. and I couldn't remember what else there was, but definitely toilet rolls. I thought I'm not panic buying. This yeah. is ridiculous. You know, there's going to be enough toilet roll. And then the shelves cleared. <laughs> I remember going into the supermarket. I read it on the news, there's no toilet roll, blah, yeah. blah, 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 oh, whatever. Went to the supermarket, there were empty shelves, and I thought, what? what is this? This is like post-apocalyptic yeah. type scenes you see in films, and it was really strange. And then I thought, oh, I wish I'd panicked for <laughs> <laughs> uh, So I didn't. Poor boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just use some leaves. Um, but that's interesting, isn't it? Because... Before we had the news of coronavirus and in the news that there was a shortage of toilet paper yeah. and things, those were just essentials that you would have just gone and bought or used without even thinking about it. Yeah. But once the news hit that there was an issue with supply or there was an issue yeah. um, with nothing in the shops or that there was a problem, there was an urgency to it. So we went out to urgently buy and stock up on toilet roll. The emotion changed and suddenly yeah. you see people being urgent about something they yeah. were complacent about before. And Jesus wants us to have a sense of urgency, a sense of this new reality, the kingdom of God in this case, has come. It's been proclaimed. It's been demonstrated in front of you. Will you respond? Yeah. Are you ready? You've been complacent before, but now you're being confronted. Yeah. And uh, that's... Yeah, I love I love what what you've been talking about. Just where where do I sit in the story? And I think that's yeah. such a great way of reading the Gospels. It's like we love to think that we're the the prodigal son being welcomed back, going back to yeah. last week's chapters. But often we're the older brother. Yeah, uh, we love to think we we're the one that comes back and is thankful. Well, when did I last say thank you to Jesus? <laughs> Uh, so I didn't naturally identify with the protagonist in the story. In the yeah. story, so sometimes if we're reading um, Luke like it's a story, we identify. But I was trying to think, who's he speaking to? Yeah. Who does who does he mean? And then where with my heart, where do I fit in with that? And I think certainly with this thinking about urgency and thinking about where am I in that story? The kind of parable, the parable in chapter nineteen, when he talks about the servants. And the master being away and using the money he's given them is that that's a good example of why it's urgent because the master could come back at any time. Yeah. 
And I think Jesus, I think Jesus is trying to teach, you know, if he could return at any time, are we ready? The urgency to respond to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. No, don't put it off. Yeah. Use what we've been given now um, for return. It slightly scares me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so I have the kind of person I like to put things off. Yeah. Actually, I avoid, uh, I realise I'm an avoider. So um, if I don't have to make the decision, if I have a decision I need to make, I'll avoid it. Mm. Or um, if I need to do something urgency, um, like uh, prep for this, <laughs> prep for this preach, um, I'll avoid it as long as I can. Yeah, um, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that with the kingdom. No. No, I want to respond um, when, Jesus, when I'm reading this and I'm realising Jesus is telling me something. I don't want to be hiding away or kind of putting off the decision almost like the servant who you know just buries the money yeah does nothing with it um because i don't know when the master's going to return but i don't really know what to do i want to actually engage with it and engage what jesus is telling me and act on his teaching and respond to the kingdom in the moment because there's a come it's what we're talking about is a coming separation mm. and i want to be prepared for that not only just me i want but that's why i'm a pastor that's why we're doing yeah. We're, we're talking now. I want to help others prepare um, because yeah. it's important. And it's a great, a great push. Like with this New Testament journey, we, we really shied away from, we, we don't call it a New Testament reading plan because it's it's not really just about reading. I mean, that's the kind of gateway. That's the entrance, the, the, the hearing, the engaging. But Tom speaks so much about being formed by the word we want this to actually change us and that's the, one of the amazing things about the scriptures is it's really difficult actually just to kind of read them and be like oh that's an interesting piece of literature it pushes you it challenges you it's asking questions of you you use the metaphor it's like a mirror it's, it's a mirror it shows us things about ourselves yeah. every day there's an opportunity to repent every day there's an opportunity to believe so often there's a, a push or a, a prod to go and do something, to, to live differently somehow. And that's what we want to do on this New Testament journey, to to not be hearers of the word only, but to be doers, to be doers. And, to, and to be changed. I'm going to say even things like, um, I think it's a temptation that life is so busy and life is just hard sometimes. And I'm thinking of in chapter 19 of Zacchaeus up the tree. Like he was just, he was a tax collector. He was in, involved in all his stuff and mm-hmm. um, dodgy dealings yeah. and his life and probably rejected by a lot of Jewish society, seen as a traitor. That was just his identity. But he'd climbed, he'd taken action. He'd climbed up the tree to see Jesus because he was a short man. Yeah. Um, he climbed up the tree to see Jesus. And then um, I feel like it's a bit like, so he's talking about a journey New Testament journey, something you're going on is active. Mm. So I really love that. Like we're, we're doing this not as a as a plan, but we're actually journeying to see Jesus, like climbing up the tree. And then when Jesus, Zacchaeus, come down, I want to come to your house and have a meal with you. And everyone's like, what? Mm. Get to this sinner's house. Like, what is he doing? I think if you're too preoccupied with with stuff, do we even hear Jesus say to us, come down from the tree? Do we? And when we hear it, are we going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> going to come down and Jesus is coming around for a meal to be with you at your house. Yeah. And I feel like just what you've said is, it, you know, we're, we're reading the word and as we're, as we're being changed by it, Jesus is inviting us into stuff. Mm. Um, 
I want to respond to that. Again, I don't want to be like still stuck up the tree looking around, you know, or I'm a bit scared to get down the tree, got up here, can't get down. I don't want to be like that. Or even just for my own issues, my own identity. You know, Zacchaeus could have been like, but I'm a sinner, you can't come. No, Jesus, you can't. You're you're asking me, but I can't respond because Mm. I'm I'm an outcast. I don't want to be like, with my own identity, I'm too... No, I can't, Jesus, you can't, you can't love me. Mm. So, again, to not respond to the kingdom, there's so many ways we could not respond. So, again, chapter 19, that's challenging and exciting to read mm. about Zacchaeus. So we're three weeks in now, Andy, Yeah. to our New Testament in the Year journey. What if someone like me may have just uh, fallen off the wagon <laughs> of, of reading, Bible reading their plan? plan. <laughs> And um, kind of, you know, missed a few weeks and is feeling like, oh, I don't know if I can carry on. Do you have any advice for, yeah, do, for what do you know we should what? do? Um, somebody told me this once and it has been super helpful. I can't, I can't remember who it was, so sorry they don't get the credit. But um, they said that they they are an expert in failing at Bible reading plans. And what they meant by that was um, they get two weeks in or three weeks in and then they fail. But when they do that, when they fall behind on the readings or just don't keep up with it for whatever reason, they are they got super comfortable with just hitting reset yeah. and starting again. Yeah. Um, maybe you catch up with the chapters. Maybe you just draw a line. I'm going to start again. And, I mean, I've been trying to follow Jesus at 20 plus years and I've just been really good at failing at Bible reading plans. So I've, I've started so many and failed at so many. And because I've failed so many times, I've actually got through <laughs> quite a lot. Um, so just like today is the day of salvation. Like if I think we're still early enough to catch up, but if, if for whatever reason, you just want to draw a line, just start again tomorrow. Yeah. Just start again tomorrow. Um, you know that there's there's we don't want to downplay the benefits of um keeping consistent getting the whole overview everything like that it's brilliant but jump back in wherever you are just jump back in and uh, we 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 really encourage you it's a journey isn't it it's that. not a plan it's a, this one it's a journey yeah just get up and keep going yeah and another another phrase that's been helpful for me is that it's it's really not about us getting through the new testament it's about getting the new testament through us yeah so um you know it is possible to to just read and tick off and remain unchanged and Jesus himself spoke to the Pharisees, like you search the scriptures that you might have life, but actually they speak about me. Mm. And somebody could just do one chapter, but actually do it, actually engage with it, actually meet with Jesus in it and 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 change their life accordingly. And that's more powerful. So it's not about 260 tick marks. It's about day in, day out. I want to get this in me. I want to meet with Jesus. I want to encounter Jesus in the New Testament and opening this book and putting my eyes across this page or pressing play on the YouTube. It, um, there's a couple of different ways of looking at it. It is like study. That is true. But in another way, it's like laying down on the operating table and saying to Jesus, come and mess with me <laughs> come and fix me um so just keep laying down on the operating table keep put, placing mm. yourself where 
Jesus will encounter you and we know that he encounters us through his word. Yeah. And those habits bring life, don't they? Yeah. Brings life. Um, Leslie, could we just finish by by praying that we'd live these verses and maybe if there is, is anybody out there who just feels like wavering on a journey and just, just pray for them to, to have the, the courage and the encouragement to, to stick with it. Of course. So Jesus, we just pray that you're, these words, these chapters 16 to 20 of Luke uh, will just be living and active in us. Um, just ask that anyone who's, who's reading it at the moment or listening to this will just uh, be changed and transformed. Be like um, chewing meat from bones or li- drinking literal living water to your soul. Just pray in the name of Jesus that you'll receive those things. There'll be a turning point for you now in this journey that you're on, uh, that, that you'll see the signs of the kingdom. Jesus is saying about it will just really take root and take life and that your response, you'll be able, you'll be able to respond to him. Just pray that you'll be released from anything holding you back and you'll be able to respond to Jesus Enter the kingdom, press on into the kingdom, see the kingdom, understand and wrestle with the kingdom. Everything we've talked about today. We just pray that all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And just while Leslie was praying, I was just thinking back and just felt encouraged and prompted about the Zacchaeus story that Leslie mentioned. And I just feel like this <clears throat> this New Testament journey, when when you open the page or when you press play, that is like Zacchaeus climbing the tree. Mm. And Zacchaeus, is, he knows he's not quite right, probably relationally disconnected. And that's maybe where we are so often. We know things aren't quite right. We know we're a bit disconnected. So climb the tree so that you can see Jesus better so that you can see Jesus better. That's what we're doing on this New Testament journey. And so often as we find ourselves up the tree, in the word, listening, praying, Jesus speaks to us yeah. and he says, come, I must be with you today. He invites himself into yeah. our lives around and he changes everything. And then Zacchaeus makes restitution for what he'd done wrong. So, so many times Jesus will tell us, do this or we, we will know the right thing to do. Um, once we've gone through that process so climb the tree climb the tree to see Jesus better that's what we're doing and we'll see you next week